This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. What's going on, everyone? We are back. You already know who do you have right here alongside Marvin Azan. I am Mike Mono. Patriots post-game show right here on the CLNS Media Network. Starting off the season, 2019 NFL season underway today. Patriots had some Sunday night football action where they hosted the Pittsburgh Steelers. Final score at Gillette Stadium, 33-3. Patriots laid the smackdown on Pittsburgh. Domination, domination. What you expect from a this is what you want from your home opener because a lot of things can happen. You know, it's banner night. A lot of emotions go on. First game of the season, you're still getting to know your teammates. You don't know where your strengths are yet. But Patriots show no rust. Like offensively, defensively, special teams, all three phases of the game. The Patriots dominated. There's a lot to dissect from this game, and I'm not even fully talking about the gameplay itself. Just looking at this team overall, Marv, this is a scary football team. I know we had all the talk going about throughout the course of the offseason, the course of um, preseason games, you know, roster moves being made, players coming in, players coming out, brand new acquisitions to the team. And now we finally get to week one. We see the starters take their spots on the field. We see the action start to begin. And this team looks like it's really one to, that is going to be reckoned with all season long. Look, we've been doing Patriots roundtable all off season talking about this team. We've been doing double M all shameless plug, by the way, <laughs> all off season talking about this team. And the one thing we kept saying is, where's the weaknesses? This is prior to the big news that happened this weekend with A.B. We're talking about offensively, you have all your running backs, which they displayed this this week. They You saw a little bit of Burkhead. You saw White. You saw Michelle. Offensively, the receivers, Edelman still looks sharp. Yep. He still looks great out there. What was um, Edelman's stats for today? Edelman had six receptions, 83 yards, still Brady's number one guy in, absolutely in targets and in receptions philip dorsett he's a guy that's always forgotten about no demarius thomas no um antonio brown philip dorsett's gonna be out there and he was gonna be a guy that was gonna be you know he thought it was gonna be mainly in the fix there four receptions 95 yards mike two touchdowns for dorsett and we see that he has that rapport with tom brady yeah when his number is called upon and i mean you mentioned it a little bit dorsett's probably a guy who he won't be out there a lot, especially when everybody's fully healthy. When you have uh, Julian Edelman out there, Josh Gordon, you get Demarius Thomas back, you add in uh, Antonio Brown, four options, four elite options for Tom Brady when he drops back in the pocket and is looking down the field. Dorsett's not a guy who would get his number called upon as long as those four in front of him are fully healthy and ready to go. But like we saw tonight and like you mentioned a little bit, 
when Dorsett's on the field, Brady and Dorsett have that connection and big plays can happen. We saw it with Brady looking for Dorsett down the field. He made a couple of unbelievable catches, scored a couple of touchdowns for the Patriots. And I mean, this offense, like I was saying in the beginning, you got those guys who Brady can rely upon when he drops back into the pocket. Then you look at the running backs who played a part. You know, I think a lot of people really felt that the running backs or Patriots would be a run-heavy team. You know, you know, you have Dors. I mean, sorry, not Dorsett. Sony Michelle, James White, Burkhead. You drafted a young guy um, who didn't play tonight. Uh, Damian, what's Harris. Damian Harris? Yes, didn't play tonight. But the running backs, you feel, is a solid combination of guys with different skill sets that can bring something to this team. Running backs, wide receivers. Solid protection. I know the Patriots offensive line missing a couple guys. James, I mean, sorry. Um, I'm forgetting names left and right. Andrews, David Andrews, not on the field due to his injury. Um, I know uh, Marcus Cannon left the field a little bit later on in the game. But for the most part, especially when you have Dante Starnecchia as the offensive line coach leading the way, Brady has good protection. He has great weapons. And if there's one thing I've continued to ask for as Tom Brady has continued to age, you know, get into his early 40s now, you give Brady protection, you give Brady weapons, he'll be just all right. That man could possibly play the 50. Tom Brady, 24 for 36, 341 yards, three touchdowns for the day. You, you mentioned the running game. You know, this is a team that you think that we, we all thought, I think the consensus was Patriots are going to be a run-heavy team. 99 combined yards in the rushing game. So that's very minimal compared to what we think going in. Burkhead led the way with 44 yards and eight carries. Sony Michelle had the most carries in 15 yards, only 14 yards in the game. Struggled a little bit. Struggled for me in, in, um, in fantasy. But, um, <laughs> we know we got, we're not going to talk about that right now. But, Mike, this is the Patriots postgame show. The comments are booming oh yes like ab likes to say business is booming oh you're gonna be you're gonna say that now marv i I sure ain't (laughs) but right now the comments are booming so what i want you guys to do right now this is the first this is your first time watching the patriots post game show once again introduce yourself mike molino alongside marvin Marvin is on definitely (laughs) and um how long have we been doing this Woo! we started this show 2013 no too early too early oh man 13, Four. 13, we was back in back in, back in Bridgewater State. 2015. 2016. 16. 16. 16. We started this show in 2016. And Marvin and I have been bringing a lot of luck to the Patriots since we've been doing this postgame show. Super through three Super Bowls. Patriots have been going to Super Bowls since Marvin and I have been holding down this show. So if you're tuning in right now, if you're watching, yes, we see the comments rolling. I see a lot of common stuff that we want to get to. Keep them coming in. Spread the word. This show is where you can find us at following every game, every Patriots game, dissecting everything that we all just watched. Definitely. So, you know, we get to, we try to get to the comments as much as possible. Right now, you know, while we are dissecting the game at the moment, give us two pros, two cons of the game. Two pros that you saw, okay, this was this looked really good for the Patriots. I like that. And then two things you said, okay, they shouldn't they still need to work on that. Two pros, two cons, and we'll get through that in the comments. Right now, let's get back to the game, Mike. Things that you saw. One area of the game that I think I definitely saw in the comments coming in. Uh the pass rush from the Patriots, something that, you know, 
has been a continued conversation over the years. The Patriots have been a team that has never really had a solid pass rush. And obviously, sometimes you look at the sack numbers, and just because a quarterback maybe got sacked once or maybe two times, sometimes that can indicate that a pass rush wasn't present at all. Right. Or sometimes that can indicate that, yeah, they got to sack the quarterback only one or two times, but they still brought some pressure. Yeah. Now, would you say, Marv, that you saw a lot of pressure on uh, ben Roethlisberger tonight. Ben Ben had to rush a lot of throws. Ben, um, they w- did he get sacked? He got he sacked got, one time. He got sacked once, but there was a lot of time where he w- he was he had to force throws in there. And hey, AB's not there no more. You know he doesn't have that number one guy where when things go crazy he can just fling it to AB and let magic happen. Yes, Juju's great. Juju's gonna be awesome. But when you can now put Gilmore on Juju. And just blanket him out. J- the James Washingtons, the the Moncriefs, those aren't those aren't guys you're scared of on the defense. Yeah. You they don't they don't put any fear. Juju ended the game six receptions for seventy eight yards, and you could you'll take that every time from <laughs> Juju Smith Schuster, especially with no touchdown. Big Ben, you know we saw late in the game that Chase Winovich. Our, our rookie got in the face of Big Ben a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm here. I've arrived. And yeah. this defense, you know, starting from last year with Brian Flores, he started, you know, implementing more of a scheme to to pass rush. You saw Jamie Collins. He's going to be a big role into this as well, into getting into the quarterback, getting behind the field. And I think that really disrupted Big Ben tonight. I saw a question here in the comments that caught my eye that I want to get to. And I think, if I'm correct, it came from... Who did it come from? I'm so sorry if I'm forgetting who it came from. But the person asked, what do we think about Rex Burkhead tonight? And like I talked about earlier uh, with Rex Burkhead and the and the running backs in general, it's a huge aspect. Ryan Mooney. Ryan Mooney. Shout out to Ryan Mooney with that question. The running backs is a huge piece of this offense. Obviously, we know how great the wide receivers look with all those guys we, li- we li- listed off. But the running backs, and one thing with Rex Burkhead, you know, obviously Sony Michelle's the power back who can right. bring the power. James White's the passing catch, the the pass catching back who can get out and and get passes from Brady down the field. Rex Burkhead, you know, I feel like he's the one that can bring a combination of both. Because when he gets the ball and he gets handed off the ball, he's very shifty, and he's very slippery, and he can find those those openings to pick up some yards. But if need be, if he needs to line up on the outside and Brady calls upon him to pick up yards down the field, he can do that. I really like – before it was really iffy about what in the beginning what Rex Burkhead brought to this team. Was he really necessary? Can't they just go through James White and, and Sony Michelle it's all the hard time? hard for the defense to game plan for Rex Burkhead. But Burkhead brings another element to the, the running backs and what he provides to this team. So right. shout out to him for sure. Right, because when you see Sony Michelle, okay, you, you're expecting more of a run package. Mm-hmm. You see James White, you're expecting more of a, of a passing package. Burkhead gives you a little bit of both. Obviously, like I said, led the team in yardage, in rushing, but also in the receiving game, Mike, five receptions, 41 yards. You can you can easily – Eight targets. Yes, eight targets. Second most on the team tonight. So you could easily make an argument that Burkhead was probably one of the MVP. He didn't get a touchdown, but he was probably the offensively MVP moving the chains down. And Burkhead, he's a guy last year, like you mentioned, you look at him like – Man, sometimes I feel like they're forcing Burkhead in there. Yeah, like just go killing, through the James White and Michelle. killing the momentum. You know, last year we we were looking for nicknames for Michelle and um 
Michelle and White. Yeah. They were so dynamic. And another reason, because Burke has helped. The guy doesn't stay on the that field. That is true as well. So when he doesn't, when he's done on the field, James White and Sony Michelle's volume goes up. Now you see with Burkhead, it's really a three-headed monster in that backfield. And even Bolden got a little busy in the beginning <laughs> of the game. So hey, you really can't tell with this off um with this offense who's gonna dominate in the rush rushing game. Another question that well, not really a question, but a comment that came up uh from Gotti Jr. Shout out to you, Gotti Jr. He talks about how the Patriots need to work on the red zone offense. And obviously, there's no Gronk this year. Right. There's no Gronk. Ben Watson, who you expect to be, you know, not Gronkowski, but somebody who's been in the Patriots system, knows Brady, knows the offense a little bit. He's going to be out for the first four games. And then you still don't have Antonio Brown yet. You still don't have uh, Demarius Thomas yet. Some options, extra options that you can have in the red zone. Obviously, I won't read into it too much tonight. Um... But in the red zone, you have Sony Michelle, who's a guy who could possibly punch it in. But once you add in Demarius Thomas, you add in Antonio Brown, you have options. You don't have the Brit, the big six foot six Gronkowski who can make things happen in the red zone. But now you have other options that the defense has to plan for when you get down in there. I like that as a con as well, because just looking into the into the team, I felt like in the red zone, the ball was forced to the running backs and not not meaning that they were running the ball. But you know the little the screen the screen plays the the giving goes to the running backs just wasn't working at the time. And then hey, it goes back to beginning of the season. You're thinking you're gonna have the big guys as Nikhil Harry, Demarius Thomas, yeah. Josh Gordon, Nikhil Harry, Nikhil Harry. That's another big receiver there. So you know, down the line, red zone offense shouldn't be a problem when you start having those big guys. Yep. When you're in the red zone. Josh Gordon should be your number one guy you're you're looking you're looking into unless you're really trying to punch it in with a with a Sony Michelle. But that's just going to develop. You really can't obviously we're nitpicking. The Patriots won 33 to 3. So we're nitpicking here. But little things that need to work on. Last year, that was a struggle. Offensive red zone was a struggle. Gronk was hampered. He wasn't the same as well. So, you know, down the stretch when Patriots were really struggling was turnovers during the red zone. And I think that's something that, you know. They will have to, you know, continue to work on as time continues. All right. So we talked about the offense a lot and what we saw from them. But then we also have to remember, while the Patriots did put up 33 points, they held the Pittsburgh Steelers to three points. And, yes, this is a Pittsburgh Steelers team that they don't have uh, Le'Veon Bell anymore. Yes, we know that. They don't have Antonio Brown. Yes, we know that. But for the most part, the Pittsburgh Steelers has been a team – over the last several seasons, long as, you know, Ben Roethlisberger has been there to put up points. They can put up points with usually whatever options uh, that they have. To hold them to three points, yes, it's the first game of the season. You're still trying to maybe get some things together. Yes, you're on the road playing in, in Gillette. It's a tough place to play. Yes, we know that. But to hold them to three points, do you feel it was more of, and this goes to the viewers too, question for you and Marv, do you feel it was more of, First game jitters a little bit playing in Gillette. You know, they're revealing the banner, the sixth banner, a lot of that going in the atmosphere. Or do you feel as if, all right, this Patriots defense is one that's that's going to cause problems to opposing teams throughout the whole season? Patriots defense is for real. This this defense, Mike, I, I, going into this season, I, I, I've been more excited for the defense compared to offense. Mind you, 
I didn't know about AB coming to the team. <laughs> so that that's I didn't know Demarius Thomas was gonna come back healthy as quick as he did. But this defense is for real. And it starts with Gilmore. Him being able to handle the number one wide receiver, and you can trust that. You can trust him right there. And then the pass rush. Like we we just mentioned, you didn't have um Kyle Van Noy there, but other guys stamp stepped up, as in Bentley, Jamie Collins, Calhoun. He 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 wavered off a little bit with um dehydration and cramping up a little bit. But you have a lot of versatile linebackers that yeah. you didn't have prior. So this is help. Help is all all that matters with this Patriots team. Cause you have some studs in there. I loved what I saw from Oh, I'm blanking right now on Shelton. Just him being inside in the middle for the run stop. So, you, because Connor, if you t- we're talking about another stud for the um, Pittsburgh Steelers, he didn't break off at all this game as well. Connor, 10 carries only for 21 yards. So, Pittsburgh couldn't even dictate their offense that they wanted to. Yeah, man. It's just very, uh, it's very, it's very exciting to see a Patriots team where. You know, obviously, you want Brady to find success. You want Brady in the offense to have success. And you're hoping that it's not a season where, well, the Brady and the the offense needs to carry the load. They have to put up 30 points for them to win. You don't want that. You know, I think coming out of the Super Bowl against the Rams, which was a defensive game, Brady, the offense, they didn't go out and have put up big numbers. You know, obviously, Julian Edelman had a great stats and whatnot, but it wasn't a high-scoring game. The defense, in a sense, won them that Super Bowl against the Rams. They hopefully are carrying what happened in that Super Bowl into this season. And, yes, maybe if there are games, which I think will be very unlikely, if there are games where Brady and the offense isn't clicking, he's not connecting with the with the receivers, that he, the weapons that he has, because, you know, you'll probably face teams that have decent defense. They'll step up. And they'll have some good coverage. But you need to know that if that's the case and Brady is having an off day, the defense can be relied upon to put pressure on a quarterback, to have great coverage in the secondary, to be great when it comes to the run defense, to maybe cause some turnovers. You know, if you have your offense and defense clicking, I'm seeing it a couple times in the comments, and I was telling you earlier while we was watching the game, Undefeated is a word that's going to be tossed you need around. To stop it, bro. I'm too early. Is it you, too early? You need Let to me stop know if it. I'm too early. I, I get it. For, I get it for early. the fans wanting to say you. You need to stop it right now. I'm too stop early. Stop it. It is game one. Like I understand we did it before in 2017. I mean 2007 in the 2007 2008 year, we went undefeated. But do we understand how? unprecedented that is that it just doesn't happen like that there's injuries there's game script there's things that happen in games that well you just don't go undefeated is is this team the best team in the nfl right now you can make that argument but to say the patriots are going to go undefeated can we all just please relax mike mike stop hey 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 i don't want you to lead this train right now listen to me this team on paper, on paper, Ooh. is even more talented than 2007. This team on paper, I didn't say they're better. It, will, it's, it remains to be seen if this team is better you go. You than the 2007. Hey, you just opened. You just opened. Yeah, I opened a conversation. I don't give a damn. I don't. 
I think this team is very damn good. You offensively, just up a can of worms, offensively, man. before you even added Antonio Brown, offensively, you're like, all right, Brady has something to work with, even if if even if he just has Julie, uh, Julian Edelman, Demarius Thomas, and Josh Gordon out there. But now you add Antonio Brown and a guy who you even said to me, and this we, we is all know week one. I'm just saying they look very good. They didn't play a bum Buffalo no. Bills or New York Jets. This was, this or Miami was really Dolphins. good. This was a good Still win. Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a good win. You got a good win, a blowout victory against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm just saying the blowout win on top of the fact that we all know, I think universally, whether you're a Patriots fan or not, you just have to be a football NFL fan. You know this team looks pretty damn good. Of course. Let's just take let's just take it slow. Let's take it slow. Like my boy Demo said on the IG live, he doesn't give a damn about none of that. Just give me number seven, the Lombardi Trophy, and that's but, all that matters. But yeah, you want to make it sweet, huh? You just want to make it sweet going nineteen and zero. But I don't care. You have an ice cream Sunday. <sighs> ice cream Sunday tastes great. Ice cream Sunday can be that number seven Lombardi Trophy. Sure. Yes. But you know what a cherry on top could be. To do his to make history, and number seven is history. No other team, no other team Bowl. has done number seven. Oh yeah, but do make number seven happen with the undefeated. Now you, now you're doing two things with history: seven championships and the undefeated season. Let me know if another team will ever do that. They won't, anytime they, soon, it won't happen. We jump you don't. We jump. You Let's let's go. Let's go back. You know, we talked about offense. Defensively, we got a couple of guys who I want to, you know, shout out the McCordy brothers. Absolutely. McCordy, we know that Devin, he closed the game out with that interception precisely. That's more of the Harmon role. <laughs> you know, Har um, I can't even speak now. You, you're passing it along to me. <laughs> first game. First, first game. game. We're back. We're it's back. a Harmon, the, ha the Harmon role. He usually gets, you know, those closeout interceptions. But McC Devin McCourty looked good in there, tackling inside, being the safety outside. His brother handling the Moncriefs of the world. That's it's a great role. That's a great <laughs> role for for um, Jason McCourty. Patrick Chung, another guy. He's playing. We ain't gonna talk about his case that he has pending in the next year or so but chung i loved what i saw from him we know he's usually the guy who's covering the tight ends and what did their tight end do what's his name again vance mcdonald oh mcdonald vince vince wendy's mcdonald's bro two two Happy receptions 40 yards you know this is a guy that he's supposed to be this is it they gotta unleash him he's the tight end of the future Patriots handled that, uh, and that's a position the Patriots struggle with a lot with the tight end. And also, we got to talk special teams. Oh, yeah. Speaking of special teams, our guy uh, <laughs> wanted to let you know, Travis Cactus Jack Scott wanted to let you know that Matthew Slater was a huge difference maker tonight. Hey, you can speak on it. I don't want to interrupt you. You did say you were getting ready to speak on special teams. So please give praise to Matthew Slater and what he was able to bring to the team, the future Hall of Famer. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm so sorry. Whenever you're ready, special teams, Matthew Slater. No, go ahead. It's your turn. Yeah. So, Steven Gaskowski, what I was about to say, great game by Steven Gaskowski. 4 4 4. You know, 
And I ain't talking Wendy's this time. He got a nice four for four, hundred percent from the field. You know he struggled during the preseason, and mm-hmm. they finally got that figured out. So, Gaskowski, big game. Jake mm-hmm. Bailey, his first season game, punt the ball beautifully yeah. the three times. Can't ask for nothing better. Yeah, special teams continue. Go ahead. That's Matt, all I had to say, Mike. Matt, well, Jordan Berry, the punter, punted five times. Five times. And, you know, after those punts, they weren't getting good field position. Obviously, if the Pittsburgh Steelers only scored three points, you know who probably contributed to making sure the Pittsburgh Steelers were Brandon Bolden. The disrespect that this guy, Marv, has. He won't put any respect on Matthew Slater's name. Can y'all believe it? How? Can y'all believe it? How how did I disrespect the Matthew spoke, Slater? The man spoke for about two, three minutes praising the special teams, but didn't it's our job to break down offense, defense, and special teams. And you didn't highlight the most important special teams player. Gaskowski went four for four. Am I not supposed to talk about him? Yeah, you did. Move on. Who's Jake that? Bailey? Uh-huh. Kitchen you. What else do I need to talk about? You won't even say the man's name, the who? Hall of Famer. He said who? He called Matthew Slater. Folks watching. You said I wouldn't mention his watching. name. I said, who are you talking about? The Hall of Fame special okay, team Mike, player. Mike, tell me, what I'm, did you see from Matthew Slater today no, that I'm, you want to bring I'm up? Because I because I obviously missed something. I just please. I just told you. Yes. What did, what happened? Jordan Bay. Uh, what's the name? Jordan Berry, the punter yes. from Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. Punted five times. Okay. And obviously, you know, what did you see that you can bring up? Matthew Slater contributed to reasons why from those punts. The Pittsburgh Steelers were never in good position to possibly put points on the board. That's what I wanted to bring up with shout Matthew out, Slater. Shout out to Matthew Slater. Thank you. Shout out to Matthew Slater. Is Thank you, ha- you. Are you happy? Can I'm we happy. talk? Can we talk? I bet a lot of people are happy. Put some respect on his I name. Put, I will put Matt. You know what? Let me not. Let me not. Patriots 33 3 against Coming the, the new <laughs> against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Don't piss me off <laughs> on the first the first week, Mike. Let's get into some of the comments, man. Hey, what are you seeing? I know for one thing, people wanted to definitely have you put some respect on Matthew Slater's Mike. Let's name. get to the other comments. <laughs> uh uh Yes, when uh, let's talk about when that Griffin said first, you know. He's a big question mark. The, mm-hmm. the whole offensive line is a question mark with the injuries. We we saw Marcus Cannon go down. Jo, Joe Tooney had to play right tackle all of a sudden. Isaiah Wynn in that left side was great. Yeah. Was great, Mike. Yeah. You know, we know he's undersized, but the man has a lot of strength, a lot of power, and he caused no troubles at all. I was really, imp- like um, Tonja said, really impressed by um, Isaiah Wynn tonight. Yeah, I am. I have nothing negative to say. I think, like I said early in the show, you want to make sure that Brady is protected at all times. This is a 42-year-old guy. He's not a mobile guy. He's not going to be breaking out uh, down the field to pick up a bunch of yards. You need to make sure he's protected in the pocket. When stepping up in his first full season on the field in a huge spot, left tackle, and he did a solid, solid job in his first game, for sure. I definitely... Hope to continue to see great things from him. Uh, another comment that I wanted to shout out, uh, Griffin said, uh, I think the Steelers' entire team was just completely devastated with Antonio Brown. And when I read that, I'm thinking to how when the Patriots got James Harrison, 
there was a lot of talk of, oh, man, how could James Harrison go to the rival team? You know, maybe right. some players on the Pittsburgh Steelers are feeling a certain type of way. Obviously, Antonio Brown was a non-factor tonight. He didn't play. You know, he wasn't on the field for anything. But could that really have been another piece to Mike Tomlin and the coaches and, and, and the coaches, sorry, and Ben Roethlisberger and other teammates that they're just kind of twisted at wow. They can't believe a brother of theirs who's battled with them for years. Not at all. Going up against the pitchers. Was that something in their mindset that maybe threw them to, off a little bit? No, not tonight. I mean, Pittsburgh has moved on from AB for a while now. Obviously, some of the players are like, damn, he moved to the Patriots. That's that's more work for us. But I don't think that's something that going into this game messed him up, especially he wasn't even on the field. He, he, he had nothing to do with this game at all. Um, something I wanted to bring up, Landon Roberts. Y'all thought I was being disrespectful about <laughs> Matthew Slade. At least Matthew Slade is a captain. He's on the field. Deserves it. And he's on the field. <clears throat> Elandon Roberts <laughs> is the captain of this team. Sure. Why? Captain? Because if you're captain, you're making plays, right? Yeah. Matthew Slater makes plays, sure right? Sure does. Elandon Roberts didn't see a minute on the field today. You know how many tackles he had? Zero. Yeah. No, Can't no, find his... his snaps was zero. Well, he didn't play. <laughs> You're not listening to what I'm saying? I mean, I was scrolling through the box scores. I didn't see his name. My, but Mike. Mike. Y'all, I'm going to move past Matthew Slater real quick. I give you Landon Roberts two more of these performances. And it's, it's going it's going, it's going all the but way. But why back. was he voted the team captain? I'm waiting for you to tell me the speech. Maybe maybe like someone in his family makes good pregame meals or something. Oh, Lord. I don't know. Like, you get voted team captain. It's for something, a solid oh, reason. I'm trying to figure out. And the, cra the crazy thing is, Elanin Roberts got moved up to replace Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins comes back, plays. Elanin Roberts captain, but not doesn't play. And it's... Well, a corner guy, Mark R., says it's because of his character. He's a high character guy. Sometimes you just need that. No, of course. Of course. That's great. High character guys. I wonder how his character was on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> when they, you know, when they coming off the field after a tough play, high fives, claps, motivation, you know, good job, great effort. No, great I'm job, not gonna, great effort. <laughs> I'm not gonna disrespect Atlanta Roberts. I'm not gonna do it because I did a lot of that last year. I'm, I'm not a fan of the guy precisely. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, but he's a versatile linebacker, yeah. and that's what the Patriots need. And you know, these guys go down quickly. So Landon Roberts, someone brought him up. That's why I had to, you know, I had to bring it up real quick. Well, Landon Roberts real good for me and Madden, I'll tell you. You be cheating in Madden, though. You be playing <laughs> You be playing on rookie mode. <laughs> Alright. But yeah, you know, going back to things we're seeing from this team, comments are coming in still. Um, What was Brady's passer rating at the end of the game? I think I could tell you that now Brady finished off the game with the passer rating of 124.9. Again, Brady finished the game 24 of 36, uh, 341 yards, three touchdowns. Only got sacked once. And honestly, if that number can stay around there or all zero season. all season long, you know, I'll continue to harp on it over and over again. Protect Brady at all costs. I know somebody said early in the comments. You know, 
the the offensive line depth is not really there. It's not really right. something that they can rely upon. And obviously, if that's an area where the Patriots need to look at uh, throughout the course of the season, whether they need to make a trade to bring guys in or whatever, you know, you need to have bodies ready. Because it's the NFL, physical sport. Guys can drop just like that. And obviously, one thing the Patriots have had over the years is a team where, you know, guys are ready to step up and do their job. Same thing goes with all the positions, offensive line. If somebody goes down, one of those starters goes down, you need to have somebody who's, stepped, who's ready to step up and feel confident in their role and be there to protect Brady. So a guy that we didn't really speak about, surprisingly yet, Josh Gordon. Yes, let's get on Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon, three receptions, 73 yards in a touchdown. And Josh Gordon just reminded us that it doesn't matter what type of game it is, Mike. You give this man the ball, he can change any type of momentum with the, a, a second. Breaks a tackle easily, he scores that touchdown. And you can say, damn, that's going to be one of his best plays of the year. Mm -hmm. But it's only week one. We know he's we know he knows the system very well. We saw him blocking. That's another thing I like seeing from Josh Gordon. He was getting in there dirty, blocking. The man can take hits. He got walked oh, in one sure of the did. one of the catches, held onto the ball. You know, hopefully he doesn't have to take as too many of those hits a lot. Cause we, we need him. Mike, don't even don't even <laughs> don't even Mike. let's just hope he continues to stay on the field and do what he needs to do to be a great. But, addition to this team yeah but he looked really good only three receptions but those three receptions for 70 yards we talk about how there's no grump yeah. on this team right you're gonna bring in a demarius thomas and an ab gronk wasn't a guy getting eight nine ten catches a game he would get you five to seven catches and it would just have be 80 to 100 yards a, a couple touchdowns in his prime that's what you need from Josh Gordon. Yeah. You don't need Josh Gordon to be a guy that gives you high-volume catches. I don't nine, ten catches. No. But if he could give you three to six catches and is going to produce 70-plus yards every game, Mike, I'll take it. Absolutely. You know, I look at Josh Gordon and, you know, I look at the rest of these options and the ball is going to have to be passed around. You know, there's a lot of miles to feed. Right. And one thing about playing with the Patriots sometimes, you know, you got to be willing to just be a part of the overall success of the team. And I don't think Josh Gordon, especially knowing him, he's, everything he's been through, he's not in a position where, you know, he's worried about the number of targets he gets with. He is just happy to be out there and add whatever he can to this team. And obviously, you know, Brady's going to be looking for him. Now, you add an Antonio Brown to the mix, and we nobody fully knows how that's going to go. We're all hoping that he just confines it. He, he comes in and really says, I'll be a Patriot and I'll do what I need to do to help this team win. We'll see how it goes. But overall, I think Brady's going to do a solid job passing the ball around, keeping everybody involved. But the role that you just specified for Josh Gordon, similar to what Gronk was, and somebody agreed with you in the comments, I think that will be huge for sure. Another guy that's coming up in the comments I'm seeing, Jacoby Myers. A guy who you told me, Marv, you know, and I think we all saw Brady's favorite target during, you know, training, training camp, camp. Practice, yep. And he had one reception, 22 yards. Another guy similar to Dorsett, obviously Myers is below uh, Dorsett on the depth chart. 
But in a situation where maybe a guy gets hurt, maybe a guy needs to come off the field, maybe a guy misses a game for whatever reason, the Patriots depth chart. If you start scrolling, scrolling down, you get past Edelman and Josh Gordon. I have confidence in Dorsett stepping up. I have oh, confidence yeah. in Jacoby Myers stepping up just from what we've we've seen from him, you know, and what we've heard from him throughout training camp and even in the preseason games. There's guys that they can rely upon from top to bottom. I mean, you know, you see in the comments, and you guys are are right. How do you stop this offense? And like the Q who, Harry still coming back. Like Keep who who do you key on key in on? Yeah, you sure try to take away A B. Try. And we've never seen anyone do it. Try to take away A B. Okay, try to double Gordon, Edelman. There's gonna be a lot of zones. And maybe there's gonna be stretches where you know Brady might struggle with the zone here, just trying to figure it out. But then it's like, okay, you you took away my top three guys. Here comes Dorsett. Here comes Jacoby Myers, yeah. who just comes and gets a a clutch first down. Dorsett, we know how reliable he is. Has he dropped the pass from Tom Brady ever? Like, Dorsett like will get you two catches that are so clutch. Jacoby Myers, he's looking like he's going to fit in a role here where he can be playing the inside, he can play in the outside, a role that I envisioned of our guy Malcolm Mitchell, you know, versatile wide receiver of that sort. Someone said he's going to be flying under the radar. These are two guys, Dorset and Myers, who are just going to get those clutch catches out of nowhere where you see you see A.B. is not open or Josh Gordon is not open, kind of similar to um, Amendola in his last year. And Amendola, you're like, what, where the hell was Amendola all game? And then, boom, third down, he catches that ball and the, and the drive continues. Brady's going to have a field day, and we're not, and we're forgetting that we you have running backs who can catch off the backfield. Damien Harris, he has a lot of potential. He didn't even play today. This offense is disgusting. Yeah, man, for sure. And I see the questions coming and asking who gets cut to make space for um, Antonio Brown when he joins the team. And just thinking, just quickly thinking, I feel like one of the tight ends probably goes. I think they have faith in Ben Watson. Um I think Lance Kendrick is the other tight end that's serving the suspension. And then there's Ryan Izzo. Matt LaCrosse isn't is still he's around. Hurt, he's hurt. Matt LaCrosse is one of those guys goes. And then Gunner. Gunner as the well. Punt, the punt they, I feel like they re- the Patriots really like him. They like him, but somebody got to like, go I for think, Antonio Brown. I think like A.B. a little boy. <laughs> I, I really do feel like it's possibly one of the tight ends, you know. The Patriots are not usually a team that keeps a lot of tight ends, and I think we just possibly listed – four or five that's on the roster, a couple of them hurt, a couple of them suspended. But I don't think the Patriots are going <laughs> to – I know some people said possibly um, Demarius Thomas may get cut. I think I saw that in the comments. I don't – Demarius no. Thomas – I don't think any of the other wide receivers are going anywhere unless it's Gunner, who's technically a wide receiver, I believe. But none of those top guys are going anywhere to make room for Antonio Brown. I think the Patriots are smart and know what they possibly have on the field. If you have A, B – DT, Jules, and Flash Gordon lined up on the field. That's scary. That's scary for an opposing defense to look and see what the hell do we do? Not only the players on the field, but the coaches. You see those four guys lined up on the field. Brady um, Brady dropped back in shotgun. Pick your poison. And, you know, Griffin even brought up Cam Meredith. 
you know, his 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 lifeline on the team is is getting shorter and shorter as the day as the days go by. We don't know what his role is. How healthy is he going to be, and what can he produce to the team? I I don't see him. I don't see him playing a snap. Nah, probably not. You know, <laughs> like it's way not too many. Space. Um, but you know, comment coming in from Clifton Brown saying over under Tom Brady throws over 45 TDs. And I just want to even talk about that even some more because I know I brought it up in the beginning of the show. Brady has options. Brady has weapons. And, you know, going into the season probably before, this team has probably still looked at, okay, well, maybe they'll be a little more run heavy this year. If this game was an example of what this team is going to do offensively, I don't know if it was the change in the game plan or whatever. This wasn't a run first team today. And it might not need to be anymore. <laughs> you know, that team last year was a run run first team because, well, you had the emergence of Sonny Michelle. You you paid up to get him. He got him in the first round. Yep. And you didn't have any weapons. Edelman, Edelman was suspended. Josh Gordon came and went. Gronk was hurt and then wasn't the same Gronk that we were that we were used to. And Philip Dorsett at times was your number one, number two option. So you had to become a run team to really get the chains rolling. And James White, James White was your pretty much your number one, James number two yep. um, wide receiver out there. So things definitely get a little become different. I do think though, if this team and Brady, because I still think Brady, I don't care how old he is, I still think Brady has the arm, the accuracy, the power. And with the weapons that he has, Brady can possibly put up an MVP season. Last point on Brady. I'm glad you brought up power. This was the first game in a while where we saw Brady really start throwing some deep Slinging ball. that thing, man. He was throwing some deep balls out there. You know, the ones to Philip Dorsett obviously comes to mind. But Brady's not afraid to throw it. You know, there was times... Even when you remember when Brandon Cooks was on the team, and you have no choice but to throw the ball deep when you have a, a weapon like Brandon speed. Cooks on the team because of speed, the ball just wasn't getting there to Brandon Cooks yeah. at times, you know. And luckily, it caused a lot of pass interferences and things like that. But the ball looked like it was getting there tonight. And yeah. Brady, he's always working on himself, always working to get better. Brady didn't go into the year thinking AB was going to be on the team, thinking, you know, Josh Gordon may may or may not be on the team, but he's got he's got some deep threats this year. So, and big receivers, weapons, man, weapons of mass destruction is what Brady has to work with. Which is why I feel like if they do say, yeah, let's be more of a pass first team, Brady can put up numbers. Brady can put up stupid numbers, and we could possibly talk about a guy who is forty two years old and could be in the conversation as one of the top five top three candidates for league MVP. Last question before we move on to one of our favorite segments of the show. Yes. Ryan Mooney asks, can AB share the limelight though? I think the trade is over height. We went from, you know, six, five, one Super Bowl favorites to four, one after the trade. That's huge, especially considering they will spread the ball around. So let's give our thoughts on this AB thing coming onto the team. I think Antonio Brown, his agent, they knew what they were getting into coming to the Patriots. You're <laughs> over these over this Belichick era, when you come to this team, you have to know that like you're not gonna 
you just can't really fully be yourself. And I don't necessarily be, mean that in a negative way. I'm like, pitchers are not necessarily going to take away from your personality. But like when you play and you're in this organization, you're going to play and do things by the Patriot rules and doing so will lead to a lot of success for you. So I think Brady, I mean, sorry, Antonio Brown needs to understand like all that extra stuff he was doing that just trying to cause attention, the social media nonsense, the videos, the recordings, that's not going to fly here. It's not. And we're going to find out if Antonio Brown is stupid or not. And when I say that, is he going to come here and try to disrupt, disrupt what's been so successful with this team and what can ultimately be successful for him? Or is he going to come in and try to cause trouble and find himself not on probably the most successful team in all of the NFL? It comes down to what he wants. And if he has sense, <laughs> he might have a Super Bowl ring, a Super Bowl championship ring on his finger by the end of the season. I just can't figure out A.B. I really don't know his agenda. I don't know what he wants. All I know is he better all that hussing and fussing and social media, Facebook, live in. Get that. I hope he got that all out of his system. Wear some damn shoes when you got to go ice bath or whatever you got to do. <laughs> Wear the whatever helmet they give you. Don't get just put the damn helmet <laughs> on your head. And and this ball. Yeah. Obviously, he's gonna he's get a lot of eyes are gonna be on him. He's gonna do a lot of crazy things. I'm when he gets to the TD, when he gets to, to the end zone, what is he gonna do? Is he gonna behave himself or is he gonna act up and start you know, doing some crazy dances? That's not the Patriot way. AB's come out and he's always said, I will not conform to any system. Patriots got a system. Fam, this is the Patriots system. AB, I'm talking to you right now. Listen, bro. Listen to me. You want to ship? You already went with one Hall of Fame quarterback. You did amazing. Hall of Fame numbers. You went to Derek Carr. You was like, oh, oh this is not what I'm used to. So you started acting up. I get it. You started acting crazy because you realized Derek Carr ain't no Big Ben. He ain't no Aaron Rodgers, whatever. So now you find yourself, you chose, you chose to come to the Patriots. You know what the Patriots are about. You're about to play with the greatest quarterback you will ever play with for the rest of your life. Facts. So shut up. Play ball. Be, be, you. be you. Be you. We're not saying not to be you, but like, this is a Patriots team. We all about ships here. We ain't about the social media. About business. Talk, talk to, talk to the Bennett brothers. They'll let you know how to be. Is talk to Gronk. They'll let you know how to be yourself, have fun, and still ball. Gronk's a perfect example. If he wants to know how he can still be himself and still get down with the Patriot way, Gronk is the perfect person to to see and emulate how he was. Everybody knows Gronk is the fun guy, party guy. But when it came to business and handling himself the right way in terms of media and when he's out in the public and whatnot, when it's a time to fun, have fun, Gronk did that. When it was a time to be about business, Gronk knew how to get down, which is why he's arguably one of the greatest tight ends to ever play. Be smart, Antonio. This could be one of the greatest seasons you ever have. Maybe you won't have the crazy stats you, you, you're, you're used to having in Pittsburgh. But you've been you did that done that. Everyone knows your stats. Now let's now you gotta put something to cement your legacy. Yeah. People already cementing you as one of the greatest wide receivers. Put a ring on that, and boy, oh boy, the, the conversation level conversation starts really ramping up for him. So, Mike, 
looking at the time, we could go on forever the way these comments are booming. Yeah, man. Appreciate y'all. But it's, you know, I don't know where you guys are at, but for us, it's late. It's late for us. Yeah, past my bedtime. So we got to wrap it up, but we got something great. Absolutely. If you are new to the Patriots postgame show with Marvin, myself, or you've been following us for the last couple of years, you know to end our show off each and every week after a Patriots game, we hit you with our favorite segment, the stars and sorries of the game. For those of you who are not familiar with the stars and sorries, if you're a star of the game, maybe you had a hell of a performance. Oh, you balled out. Maybe you had some great stats. Maybe you did, you, you did something to catch our attention. Exactly. You did something very significant that you will be a star of the Patriots postgame show. But if you're a sorry, mm, you mm, probably mm, sucked. Mm, mm, mm. Your stats probably weren't too good. Embarrassing. And maybe you just played the game like a dummy. Various things that don't seem star worthy. From Marvin myself, instead of giving you a star, we give you a sorry. So, for those who have some stars in mind, please drop them in the comments. Let us know who you think deserves a star of the game. I'll kick it off, and I'll definitely say a person who deserves a star of the game is somebody who we've talked about a lot throughout the course of the show, someone whose name got called upon tonight. We don't know how much his name will get called upon later on in the season. But Philip Dorsett, great game from Philip Might be Dorsett. His only one. Four targets, and with those four targets, four receptions, nine five yards, two touchdowns. Brady looked for him down the field, and they connected. When his name gets called upon, like I said, he shows up. And, you know, he may not be one of the high names on the depth chart, but when his name gets – his number gets called, that thirteen comes on, number 13 comes on the field, Brady knows he has another guy out there he can trust and plays can be made. So I want to definitely give Philip Dorsett a star of the game. Definitely well-deserved. Like I said, anytime Brady throws him the ball, does he ever drop it? He's just Mr. Reliable Four targets, four receptions. My star of the game goes out to three people, three-headed monster. First and foremost, Gerard Mayo. Yo, first, shout out to Gerard Mayo. You know, Mayo. his first coaching job, really taking the helm alongside with Bill Belichick and Steve Belichick. You know, those are going to be the three guys really running that the defensive head. And you limit the Pittsburgh Steelers to three points. You definitely deserve a star. So that's where my star goes out to. Now, looking at through the list, Mike, you got TB12. Of yes, course. absolutely. That's an obvious one. You got Josh Gordon. We talked about that play earlier. Yeah, strong guy. Um, who else? Who else? Win. We got here? Isaiah Win. Win. Yes, we spoke about Win earlier. Win definitely deserves a Burkhead star. Burkhead can get a star. Burkhead, like I said, offensive MVP. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, a lot of stars for sure. Um, Hightower, I see Hightower can get a star. I think collectively, you said Gerard Mayo, you know, kind of the linebacker coach or maybe possibly defensive coordinator who really knows, but he's really stepping up in his first year, first game. The defense solid tonight, holding Pittsburgh to three points. I'll definitely give the defense star and, and those players. Stars of the game for sure. So post-game show stars were Dorsett and the three-headed defensive coaches. But, Mike, when there's a good, there's the bad. And like I said on this show, when you're bad, we tell you sorry. sorry. So Patriots-wise, I don't feel there necessarily are any sorries. Mm. I think, you know, 
all three facets of the game, offense, defense, special teams, everybody played well. If you guys have somebody in your mind that didn't, you know, have a great game to you that deserves a sorry, let us know. You know, we're not we're not gonna be no, we're not gonna be negative towards no, your no, comments. No, no it's not a, it's not a problem. It's not, not a problem. problem, not a problem at all. But uh the team on the other side of the field, though, tonight just wasn't their night. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Mike Tomlin. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Ben Roethlisberger, Big Ben, Big Ben, Juju, you know, Juju he kind of got Smith shut down a little Schuster. bit, mm-hmm. you know, but he's supposed to be the, the guy stepping up in the Antonio Brown spot. James Conner, he's supposed to be the guy stepping up in the Le'Veon Bell spot. Mm-mm-mm-mm. It just wasn't popping for them tonight, Marv. It just wasn't popping for them tonight. Three points, three Tree. points, three, three points. All you can get. You want to be a dominant team in the AFC, you know. People are not even looking at Pittsburgh as one of the top teams. You know, obviously, people looking at the Patriots. We, if you watched, you saw what Kansas City did earlier. Uh, who knows what the Baltimore Ravens about to look like throughout the course of the season, almost dropping 60 points in their first game. But Pittsburgh, tonight tonight wasn't it, man. Tonight wasn't it at all. So, like those guys I just mentioned, Pittsburgh Steelers, first game of the season. For Marv and myself and probably a lot of you guys watching, too, we want to give them a big, fat sorry. I'm going to stick to the Pittsburgh theme, but I'm going to be a little specific. All right. Let us know. Ben. Big Ben. Ben Roethlisberger. Big belly Ben Roethlisberger. Huh? Big fat old Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> you know, an article came out on Ben in the Triple Bs on Bleacher Report. <sighs> that article. Wow. If you guys get a chance, it's a really good read, especially if you're a Patriots fan. You know, you just see, you like to see other teams just collapse, especially if it's your rival. Big Ben, you know, he gets a lot of leeway. Sure does. He comes into Hall of Famer. You know, yeah, Hall of Famer, two Super Bowl rings. He comes into, you know, team meetings late. Gets his own, his own damn hotels. Gets to tell A.B., he blames he blames his receivers on on live radio. Mm. Said they weren't at the right spots where they need to be. This mm-hmm. down the third. So Big Ben got to you got to have a lot of cojones to, to do all of that. Yeah. You drive away Le'Veon. Le'Veon don't want to come back. He's with the Jets. You drive away AB. He don't want to come back. He hates your guts. All time talents there, man. You know they're gone. So now you're stuck. You got Juju. Sure. Up and coming. Looking young good. Guy. Young guy. Yeah. He looks good. You got James Conner. Uh, you know, he's, he's he looks he looks all right. He looks pretty good. Not too bad. You know, and you you face the Patriots defending champions opening night. Yeah. This is your time to really shine. You are big bad. It doesn't matter what your receivers do, what your running backs do. You know what to do. Yeah. You are the two-time Super Bowl. You're the leader. You are the leader. You're of captain the team. of the ship. 27 for 47. 276 yards. Zero touchdowns, one interception. I bet you wish you had Levy on him. I bet you wish you had AB right about now. Probably help, probably help. And AB, AB's, we're going to see AB soon. Oh, yeah. You're going to shoot up real soon. Next week, I think. I think the team that we face next week about to allow they allow sixty points a game, something like that. <laughs> AB facing the Patriots next week. <laughs> AB gonna get at least three of them, <laughs> at least three touchdowns. Ah, boy, oh boy! So big bet on this show, we got something to tell you, and it's a big fat old sorry. Yeah, man, Big Ben. That article. 
whoever wrote that article, I don't remember his name, his or her name right now. Um, it was off Bleacher Report, and it didn't make you look good. Not mm, at all. Not mm, at all. Mike mm, Tomlin, mm. you ain't too far from it either. Ooh, Tomlin, you almost got it. Ooh, you almost got it. Tomlin. <laughs> oh, you almost. Tomlin. Tomlin, I tell you. But we could go on and on, man. Like I said to start it off, this is the Patriots post-game show where you can find Marv and myself all season long following every Patriots game. We will be right here holding it down on the CLNS Media Network, but we're not only holding it down here on the post-game show. You can find this on the Patriots Roundtable, catching up with everything Patriots-related and NFL-related, too. Shout-out to our boy Nick, who hosted that show with us as well. Shout-out to Nick, for sure. And then you can also catch us on our other show, Double M Media, where we not only cover sports, but we cover entertainment, music, media, urban culture, talking a little bit of everything. Check those shows out. Once again, the Patriots Roundtable and Double M Media, all also right here on the CLNS Media Network. Any final words, Mar, before we wrap up week one? You know, we're getting some love in the comments, guys. And we don't do this show if it wasn't for you guys. Trust me. You know, sometimes it's like... We just got to do it for y'all because yeah. this, this conversation. And so I appreciate every, all the love. You know, we will be back, like Ryan said, next week when we face Miami Dolphins at Miami to rectify, using Ryan's words, rectify the Miami miracle. So catch us every every time and tell a friend. Tell a friend oh, to yeah. tell a friend. We are, we are out here. Holding it down. That's what we do. So once again, for Marvin Azan. I am Mike Molino. This has been the Patriots post-game show on the CLNS Media Network. We will see you guys next week.